Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. All right. What is going on, everybody? We are live for episode three of the Pistons Territory podcast. We have the whole crew here. The We still don't have a nickname for RJ. Um, Teo, do we even have a nickname for you yet? I don't think we do yet. <laughs> uh, that's all right. Um, the whole crew is here. Um, in flesh for the ep- third episode and big news last night guys and yeah uh let's just let's get into it so i want to get mateo's thoughts first of all first of all we have to get mateo's thoughts on the ending of the season and just the season as a whole because we haven't heard from him in a minute so kind of just give your overall thoughts on the pistons season yeah yeah i mean um i was one of the people who you know was was okay with uh somewhat of a tanking season. So at the end of the day, I wasn't too upset with the, you know, wins and losses that we ended up with. It was a great season all in all to see, especially our rookies develop throughout the season. And then some of the other guys that we've gotten through trades and and other stuff kind of find their form a little bit towards the end, which was really nice. And obviously it all culminated with Dwayne Casey taking that uh, front office position at the end of the season, which was like the big news. And for a while, that was what we were talking about, and but we didn't have updates for a while, so that was that was a big thing. Um, there really wasn't much going on. We the other teams were firing and hiring their coaches, and we were just getting oh, another interviews coming. You know, they're going to LA, they're going to meet Tom Gores. So for a while, it was like kind of dead, and then obviously we had the lottery. Um, disappointing news for for most of us. I know some people like the fact that we're you know, in a different position and can draft potentially some different players. Who who um, likes the fact that we fell to five? <laughs> I don't think it's uh, the, the fact that they like it. I think that they like the uh, the challenge that our GM has now and the, oh. and a little bit more of the the fact that there's actually some choice in what you're going to do as, you know, you get one or one, especially you already know what you're doing. You know? Now there's, now there's conversation, you know, maybe we will trade the pick, maybe whatever. We'll get into that later. But yeah, at the end of the day, um, it was great to see that we finally got the coach and got Monty. It seemed like we were out of that race for a while. Um, so it was great to see that we actually came to play with, you know, the big fish this time. Uh, we went out, spent the most money ever, you know, highest paid coach uh, right now. So 
that's great news that we're willing to do that. Tom Gordon is willing to do that. And we're actually committed. And uh, and I'm very excited for it going forward. But yeah, that was just my initial reaction. Uh, not a lot going on since the lottery. And and this kind of was a quick bombshell. We got, you know, I think maybe one quick hint at it the day before that maybe we were talking to him again. And then, bam, it just happened. So it was, it was great. It happened really fast. All right, RJ, let's hear it, man. What are you thinking? As far as uh, Monty, yeah, just just what are your overall thoughts on it? Grade the signing, just just let it all out, man. Man, I, I thought it was like probably the best thing that's happened to the Pistons. Uh, maybe since we got the uh, number one pick, like I think it was like the most positive thing. If nothing else, it's definitely the most positive thing for the Pistons in the last twelve months, because like everything's been pretty bad, you know, in the past year. Like Kate, it's out for the year. We tank end up with the fifth pick. Like, it was a lot of things that just went not the way we expected. So, to end up with the best coach on the market, a coach that's proven to win, um, we didn't settle for a mediocre coach. I thought that was pretty big because, I mean, I know everybody had their thoughts on Ali and Lee, but, like, those guys, we didn't know what they could do versus Monty Williams. We know exactly what he could do. We've seen his work. So, to bring in a coach that's pretty much already proven himself, that was big. That was real big for the Pistons in this boat right now. See, I was I wasn't upset with it. I I don't get the excitement over this. Like, how important do you guys honestly think coaching is in the NBA? Because I was thinking about this. Like, they won 17 games last year. If you mm-hmm. put Monty Williams on the Pistons last year and put Dwayne Casey on the Suns, how many games are the Pistons realistically winning? Are they winning five more? Like, I just I don't see the parallel between. Obviously, he's a better coach than Dwayne Casey, but like people were like acting as if the Pistons won a title yesterday. Like I just I don't understand. Is is he really that big of an upgrade? And like if he is, like how many more wins? Like if you honestly had Monty Williams on the Pistons this last season, how many more wins is he realistically even going to add? That's a good question. For me, I think the the big thing that made me so excited, and I think a lot of fans too was seeing what he did with the Suns because I believe he turned around what was essentially a 17 win or somewhere around there, 15 to 20 win team and basically doubled their wins the next season. And even if we're not a high caliber playoff team next year, we'd like to see that next step. And I think that Monty has proven he can do that. And as us as Pistons fans, we're so starved for playoff wins, wins especially. We haven't won a playoff game since 2008. So I think the fact that a lot of us think that Monty will be the guy who will definitely bridge that gap and finally get us to that point. And, and some of us are treating it like it's a championship. Yeah, because, I mean, it's something that hasn't happened for us in a long time. Now, those are somewhat high expectations. Like you said, how many more wins does this ultimately lead to? And I think it can lead to a lot, but it's not just going to be it's not just going to be Monty, right? It's going to be the fact that Cade's coming back healthy. It's going to be the fact that we're going to have year two jumps from our rookies and other jumps from other guys. And obviously it's a, it's a collective. So I think all in all, it's going to lead to a good amount more wins. But to answer your question about last year, if you give, you know, Monty our roster from last year, it's not going to look that much different, probably some more wins. Absolutely. But, um, but, you know, in terms of the season we had, it was a taking season. So I don't think it really would have yeah, what about you, RJ? I want to answer your question about uh, how important coaching is. So I get why you think, like, I, I say this sometimes myself, like, is coaching really that important? Because, like, I, I look at Steve Kerr and Golden State, like, I feel like anybody could have 
took that Warriors team. Like, that Warriors team was already on the verge of being great, but Steve Kerr gets all the credit. So I get what you're saying there, but I feel like when it comes to coaches in the NBA now, it's not so much about X and O's. It's more about can you motivate your guys to play? And I think that's where the disconnect was with Dwayne Casey. I feel like he just couldn't get the guys to go out there and battle for him. I mean, to get into a different sport, we see it with the Lions. Uh, they had a coaching change, and you could see how they went to battle for Dan Campbell versus you didn't really see that with Matt Patricia. So I'm hoping Monty Williams brings that with the Pistons as far as, okay, they might have went, they might not went to war for Dwayne Casey, but will these guys go to war for Monty Williams? And with the presence that he brings and the respect he has around the league, I feel like they will go do that, which in long term will produce results. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't my worry is that he didn't really want to be here. Because the reports were that he didn't want to be here and he was thinking about taking a year off. And then Tom Gores basically just threw a ridiculous amount of money that he couldn't refuse. Like I just, for me, I wanted a young coach who wanted to prove himself that was hungry to show that he could be a winning coach in the NBA. And I just think, I don't, I like, it just seems like he's not collecting a check, but he, he just did it for the money. Now, I don't know that for sure, but at peripherals, that's kind of what it seems like to me is he didn't really want to be here. He wanted to take a year off, but he couldn't turn, refuse that offer. So I just wonder, is he going to have that chip on his shoulder? Like, let's say a young coach you bring in who's never had the opportunity to coach. I really wanted a young coach that could gel with these guys and motivate these guys. So that's a little bit where I have the disconnect from. I'm still excited about it. I still think it makes him a better team. But, yeah, just in terms of, like, the money, are you worried about that at all, that he just did it for the money, or do you think he's still going to have that chip on his shoulder? I hope it's a motivator for him, you know. I hope it's – it's. oh, I'm, I'm here for a reason. You know, they're paying me the big bucks for a reason. Um, and those incentives that we added in there, if he does care about the money, should lead him to help us – bring lead us to success so ultimately if that's part of it i'm not too upset about it because he's going to have financial incentive to you know do better um and hopefully he does but yeah yeah i'll pretty much second everything Teo just said because i was thinking the same thing as far as like that is a lot of money to throw at a coach i mean he's the highest paid coach in nba history now so that's pretty big but then and then I don't know how the Phoenix contract works as far as is he still getting paid from them? I think, what? yeah, I think he's yeah, getting so, paid this final year. So, okay, so he's getting paid. So he really doesn't need the money from us at all. So I get what you're saying. But then going back to Taylor, those incentives, it's like if he did do it for money, that's even more reason to want to be a good coach here. So Big I think it's up to like 100 million. Yeah. yeah. Just crazy. I think he's making more than everybody but two players on the Pistons right now, um, which is I mean, Tom Gore's money. He's going to do what he wants. But speaking of Tom Gore's, what does this say about Tom Gore's and what are your guys' overall thoughts on Tom Gore's and what does this say about him and the direction of the Pistons franchise paying this coach this amount of money? I feel like, well, uh, Tom, it's like, I mean, the Pistons haven't been successful since he's been there. I'm just going to be real. Like it, it's not like how it was when Bill Davidson was uh, the owner. It's just, it's not nowhere near the same, but Tom has proven that he's willing to go out and try to make big splashes. He's like, go big or go home. We've seen him do it with Stan Van Gundy, um, 
Dwayne Casey, and then we've even, even seen him on the player side when they made the deal for Blake. He 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 wanted Blake here, so sometimes things have worked out, sometimes it hasn't. But if nothing else, he has proved like I want a winner, and I'm gonna go get people that have proven they can win. So yeah, I think I think the one thing he can do for us is spend money as a businessman. Like he's not. He's not super involved in the day-to-day aspect of the game. Um, he shows up courtside sometimes when we're playing in LA or whatever the case may be. But one thing he can do is provide his financial support, which can go a long way for teams, um, especially teams that haven't signed big deals in the past. So um, I think you know we have signed big deals and it hasn't worked, but I think we need to keep doing that to keep the consistency and keep pushing, again, like you said, RJ, that that fire that, you know, showing that you actually care about getting the bigger guys and paying them the big money, which is, I feel, kind of the least he can do as owner. Yeah, and in terms of, like, expectations now, how does this new head coach change the trajectory of the Detroit Pistons? Is it – are they pushing to win sooner rather than later? Like, just overall your trajectory of this franchise and what you expect – Monty Williams is going to be here for six years. What do you think those six years could look like? Do you think they're in a, the play in next year? Um, do you think Monty Williams is the right coach to lead them to a championship? Like just your overall, how has this changed the expectations for the Detroit Pistons? As much as I love to win a championship, we just got to realize there's 29 other teams trying to do the same thing. And to do it in a six-year span will be crazy. So I'm trying not to set my expectations too high as far as championship. But considering the potential of the players we have, and if he's this coach that we think he is, within six years, I'll say we should at least be in the conference finals. If nothing else, if he's in the conference finals within the end of his contract, I would say that's a success in my opinion. Yeah, for me, it's it's pretty similar. I'd like to see some sort of playoff success, realistically, like in my life. I mean, yeah, we've we won when I was seven years old, um, but like it's time to see a new age of Detroit basketball, in my in my opinion. And I think that Monty ultimately can be the one who can finally turn that key for us, finally make us hopefully more of a premier establishment, a premier team, um, one that actually gets you know national TV games and one that gets national media coverage. And hopefully he can be part of that um, and kind of bring that together. And I'd like to see us have actual playoff success. And like, like I just said, setting your, uh, setting your standards for a championship would be kind of crazy right now. All I'd like to see is, is some playoff success, you know, and it starts with winning games and then winning some series. And then hopefully, like you said, get into the conference finals and then fighting there. All right, RJ, we're breaking the rule. We're going into draft talk, RJ. You ready? All right, let's do it. The Great. draft, I'm, I've been itching to talk about the draft. How does this affect the draft in terms of, I mean, does it even affect the draft? And I just kind of want to get your thoughts on who, who the Pistons should be looking at number five. Who you guys got? Well, me personally, I think – I think you could go a couple different ways with this. You could you could obviously go for you know your guy, whoever your guy is at the board on the board at five, um, and that could change on draft day. We still don't know who's who's going in the top you know three. Or, I mean three, four, and five especially. We we don't really know, um, and so a lot could change on draft night. But in terms of that, I think Monty makes us 
have a little bit more stability in terms of now maybe we could trade that that fifth pick if you wanted to for maybe a little bit more of an established veteran who would kind of fit right into Monty's system. And that would just be a kind of, he would ease right in. Now, my problem with that would be we still have Boyan who kind of fits that role. And until we kind of figure out what we're going to do with him, I'm not totally sure that we want to spend a pick on someone who may be playing either next to or behind him. So I'm not, not totally sure on that, but in terms of the number five pick, if we were picking today, my head is is with is with Cam Whitmore. Um, I think that's personally the best the best fit for us right now, and he's just one of the players I like the best. But that is definitely destined to change between now and the draft. You know, things are heating up. We're getting new videos every day with new statistics, and and so I'm excited to see where we go with this. And and I think it definitely does have a little bit of an effect on what we potentially could do and changes things a little bit, considering we have an established coach rather than kind of more of a rookie coach. Who you liking, RJ? I mean, I kind of agree with everything Tao just said there. As far as uh, you know, with Monty, who knows, like he could get his guy now. I mean, he gets his opinion as far as who gets drafted. So it comes down to what he wants, or if he does want to trade it. Uh, as far as I go, I'm not opposed to trading the pick at all, just because of the fact we have so many young players on the team. And it's like, do we really want to have that many young players? Like, at some point, we're going to have to start getting some kind of veteran presence. Because I just feel like the younger we get, the more it's going to hurt us, to be honest. So it's like, let's let's start getting some guys that's proving themselves a little bit. But say we don't trade for the pick, don't get a uh, guy out the deal. I mean, I would – this might be a hot take. I would love for Brandon Miller to fall. I mean <laughs> – I mean, good luck with that. <laughs> I don't see it happening, but – that's who I kept. I mean, I don't keep up with college as much, but that is the player I kept up the most with uh, as far as his time at Alabama. Alabama. So if he failed at five, I'm taking him no brainer. I mean, I know he got the drama going on. I just hope that gets pushed aside and there's nothing else to come out of that. But if that's pushed aside, then yeah, I want Brandon Miller on the, at five. That's no brainer. Are either of you guys taking amen if he falls to five? No, he can't. He can't shoot, man. Unless I, unless I'm looking at the wrong brother, but I don't think he can shoot, right? Neither of them are great shooters. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, they play in the the overtime league, which the competition there is. You just you you don't know. Yeah. Um. What about Taylor Hendricks? I really am a big fan of Taylor Hendricks. I don't know if you guys have looked into him at all. Yeah, I mean, I've I've done a little bit of my due diligence on him. And he's not not a guy who I'm opposed to either. He's he's one of those guys who's in that range who I think will get picked around around where we are. And and again, like my head isn't isn't completely set. Uh, I, I'm not. Com- and this is part of the problem with having five. You know, you don't you don't really know exactly because you're you're kind of out of that exact top tier range where you kind of know, um, but you're also getting close to that range of guys who you don't really know and you might be taking a chance on. So I don't know. I'm just excited to see the different the different things that happen in these next couple of weeks here as we start to as we start to finally finally know who's who's going to really be in consideration. Um, who are the guys who are doing workouts with? And who are the guys who want to be here too? That's going to be a huge thing too. Is the players who want to come to Detroit and be a part of it? So we'll see. Yeah, RJ, do you have any thoughts on Hendricks? Uh neither way, neither positive or negative. It'll just be like we get him. My thoughts would just be it is what it is. But I will say this, as somebody who goes to Eastern Michigan with that 31st pick, 
<laughs> I'm just saying, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I wouldn't be opposed at all. So can you? I really have done no research on. We're not even gonna. We're not gonna name them. We're just gonna. We're not gonna name them. I. But we know who you're talking about. Uh, what is he? What could he even be in the NBA? Because I literally have done no research on him at all. All I knew was like a couple years ago he was supposed to be the next Kevin Durant. Yeah. Why, why is he even gonna be available at 31 if he's gonna be so great? I don't. I don't understand. I feel like one going to the smaller school that didn't help. Uh, he the the uh, legal situation that happened before the season last year. That's another thing. He got in his way, but. I'll say this much. Now, I say this with no bias because I don't even know him. Like, I ran into him, but, like, it's not like it's a friendship or anything there. But I did go to a lot of the games, and I'll say this. He could shoot the lights out, but the biggest thing his, that's going to be his weakness is his shot IQ. Um, He could take whatever shot, and sometimes it goes in, but sometimes it doesn't. When he takes those shots that you're just like, why are you taking that, it's – it's things, but I feel like in the NBA, especially considering where he's probably going to get drafted at, he's not going to have the ability to do that anymore. The, the veterans are going to shut that down. Like, what are you doing? Don't do that, rookie. So <laughs> if they could cut that down and he could just play his natural game, he I'm not going to set the expectations high, but he could definitely be an NBA player. I'll leave it at that. Okay. You have any thoughts on you know who? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree. I've I've been on, on his train for a little bit, too. I think he definitely can be a solid NBA player, too. And and I think a lot of it, a lot of him dropping has to do with, you know, like RJ said, his situations he's found himself in. And I haven't watched as much, definitely not as much as you, RJ. Um, so I'm curious what, what you think about. I saw something that said, that was describing his game that said he's a player who needs a very high shot volume to be effective. He needs to take a lot of the shots. Um, and I think if that is the case, like you said, that's going to be difficult in the NBA, especially in a league where, you know, rookies, rookies, especially rookies who aren't drafted high, do not get a lot of shots. They don't get a lot of touches, especially earlier in their career. It becomes very difficult for them to establish themselves. Um, but so what do you think about that? Is that, would that be somewhat accurate to his game a little bit? He's, he's a high shot volume player. He needs to take a lot of shots to be effective. Oh yeah. Cause I mean, this is somebody, I mean, we both in Ipsy, so I've seen him since high school. And he, I mean, this has been the same thing since day one, he does take a lot of shots. And then that goes back to the point I made earlier. Some of them go in, some of them don't, but I could definitely see the high volume being an issue, but I know I also seen something where they was like, if they could develop him into a catch and shoot player, you might have something there. And that honestly might be his best bet. So at least coming out as a rookie. Now, if he makes some noise, his veteran seasons, he might be free game at that point. But to start off, they could get him into a catch and shoot situations. I think he'd be all right. Yeah. What about Gabriel? I don't know how to pronounce his last name. It starts with a P. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think it's his birthday today. Really? <laughs> I think so. Dude, what about him, man? He, he's got to factor in some point, right? Hey, bro, what's his name? Croatia? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he's the next Boyan Bogdanovich? <laughs> I sure hope so. I've seen just some clips of him where, you know, people where they look very, they look very good. Um, but I'm just, I'm not sure. 
I, I'd be interested. I'm okay with him getting an invite to summer league and maybe training camp. And, you know, if he, if he's good enough, I have no problems with it, but I mean, we, I don't think we've really seen him do anything for, for us ever really. <laughs> yeah. I wish I knew more about him. I really, I don't know much of anything. It's just so hard to judge those players. Yeah, exactly. When did he get drafted? Last year? Was it last year or the year before? I think it was last year, right, Mateo? Um, yeah, we drafted him in, uh, yeah, last year. 2022, oh. okay. 2022, so Yeah, he should be. Or if he doesn't, I think he gets, like, released or something, right? Is that how oh, that works? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how it works, man. I don't, I don't know, know how it works either. <laughs> All right. Um, another guy I want to get your thoughts on is Jarris Walker. I'm I'm kind of out on Jarris Walker. I'm not really a fan of his. What are you guys thinking? Is he really? Could he really be an impact player for this team in the future? I think he's got a lot of talent, and he's a really, really good player, um, and a player who deserves to be in conversations for our pick. Uh, but like you said. Uh, or, you know, similar, I don't really think he fits in our system really with the players we have. Um, I think we definitely could make it work, but I think there are just better options available for the kind of position we need right now, the kind of, the kind of production we're looking for. Um, and I hate the comparison that everyone makes to Beef Stew, but at the end of the day, it's they're, they're similar builds. Yes, they do. They definitely do different things, and I'm not comparing them 100 to 100, but at the end of the day, we have a lot of big, we have a lot of power forwards, especially. Um, and I'd like to potentially see us go with someone a little bit smaller than that. Um, just pre- preference. And that's just me. I know some people are on the train that like, you know, we could get any type of forward. And if that's, if that's the way you're looking at it, I can see him being effective. But for me personally, I'd like to go with a little bit more of a small forward type archetype rather than a little bit bigger. of a player. That's just me. What about you, RJ? I mean, I can't say it any better than what Tao just said. Honestly, like, I would rather definitely want a wing player and then you get a wing, you typically would go for a smaller one. You know, you'd probably go for a small forward uh, with the roster we have because at the four we have Stu, Bagley, even Bojan could play the four at times. So we're pretty good there, but we definitely need somebody at that three position. So, and then... Honestly, Walker's not a guy I kept up with too much, but I haven't heard the greatest things about him just based off what I've heard. So it's not my first choice. Yeah, I just worry about – because he's going to have to play next to Jalen Duren. I don't know if he's going to be a good enough shooter. And then also defensively, he's going to have to play on the perimeter. And I don't know if he's quick enough to really be able to guard perimeter players. Um, yeah, I think he'll be fine. I mean, he intrigues me as a small ball five, but – I'd much rather have Cam Whitmore. Cam Whitmore is my easy number mm-hmm. one right now. I'm a big fan of Cam Whitmore. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard of Gregory Jackson, Gigi Jackson. Mm-hmm. I heard of him, yeah. Am I crazy for wanting him at five, or is he more than likely <laughs> going going in the late first round? I hope we don't take him at five. I'll leave it at that. Why? <laughs> I, you got to take Whitmore or – like I said, Miller, if he's there. But one of them are going to be available, so it, there's no way I'm taking Jackson. I feel like there's going to be someone at five that we're not expecting to be at five. And, like, they're, you're, you're going to have to consider them a lot more than than players who potentially could be a little later. That's just 
I think Gregory Jackson is going to be pretty damn good, honestly. He's going to be 18 years old on draft night. I read he wasn't going to turn 19 two months into next NBA season. So he might not even get drafted this year. He might stay another year in college. But, like, he, he can handle the ball as a forward. Like, if he can improve his efficiency and his decision-making, like, I'm not going to say he's an all-star, but I'm a really big fan of Gregory Jackson. Um, but, yeah, I think it's a bit of a stretch at five. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm taking okay. Whitmore, man. Whitmore? I'm taking okay. Whitmore, too, just right now. But, you know, things could change. I, I'd like to see what the draft board is looking like when on draft night. When we're there at five, it'll be very interesting to see. Um, and, and anything that happens between now and then, too. Yeah. That's very true. So another thing I wanted to hit on was I've seen this Devin Booker talk now. Uh, what, is this just Pistons fans being Pistons fans? Is like I've heard Jalen Brown talk too. Like, is there really any reason to break up Cade and Ivy at this point? Like, I, I get Devin Booker is maybe a better fit next to Cade, but it's like for me, I'm good with rolling with Cade and Ivy and letting them seeing what they can do. It's like are you guys really buying this Devin Booker to Detroit in 2025 or 2026 or whenever that could even happen. Yeah, I mean, for me, for me, it, I've participated. I can't say I haven't participated in that, but I'm like half. I'm half trolling. Like, obviously, like I love the core we have right now, and yeah, we have no reason to break up our backcourt right now of Ivy and Cade. But I'm just saying, in five to six years down the line, if things aren't looking so good, we're not performing how we should be. We've had some disappointing playoff exits. You know, all of a sudden Booker becomes available. We have Monty. You know, Devin Booker is originally from Grand Rapids. All of a sudden, you know, the, the stars start to align and we have Devin Booker. Now, that's way down the road, though. I'm not on the, I'm not on the, you know, the boat of someone who wants to get him like in the next two, three years now. We definitely got to see this play out. We got to see this rebuild that we've been waiting for for so long. To, we got to see it play out and see how it turns out. So, so no. And then the Jalen Brown stuff, that's very interesting. Definitely very interesting, especially considering how he played in the playoffs. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of more just Pistons fans just kind of talking more than anything. Yeah, RJ, what do you think about D-Book? Like, like Teo said, I mean, it's the stars would align. It would be more fairy tale. I feel like, than anything. I don't think it's realistic, though. I mean, down the line, who knows? But, yeah, I don't see it happening no time soon. Because, I mean, I get it, though. Like, Booker, I mean, Teo just ran down the whole story. He's from Grand Rapids. He's always – Repping Detroit, like he always has on the Red Wings gear, Tigers gear, all that. Monty he has the relationship with him. So, I mean, that's the thing, but he's on contract with the Suns for a minute, I think. So, it's not like we're going to pick him up for free agency anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. And if you trade him, you're going to have to give up a lot. And it's like, do we really have much to give up for one? Anything that we would be willing to give up? So, it's like, ah, I'll let it be. I mean, I guess if if you could switch out Jaden Ivey for Devin Booker right now, would you do it? Straight up? Straight up. Right now. Right oh, now. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Bye, Ivey. Seriously? <laughs> I would do it in a heartbeat. Dang. Okay. Okay. Would, would you, Mateo? I'm, I, I can't say that I would. Just because at, at a certain point – how much different is that from the Suns teams we've just seen not work out really? Like, yeah, they made they made the finals, but they didn't win a chip. And 
you know, a Booker and Monty team. I don't really want to see that again right now. But it would be good. Don't get me wrong. Be good. But I want to see Ivy. Ivy's going to be, I think Ivy can be damn near close to as good as Book in his prime, hopefully. I don't know about that. Devin Booker's like a borderline MVP candidate. I don't think Ivy could ever get there. But I think he could be, be he maybe. Could get up there, though. I, I hope so. That would be that would be awesome. Um, don't get it twisted. I do like Ivy though. I do like him. It's just I got to be real myself. Like, yeah. that's yeah, no yeah, difference. No, that. Asking me Curry or Cade, I'm gonna take Curry. Like, yeah, yeah. But you have to, like three years from now, who's gonna be the better player? It maybe it's Ivy. It still could be Booker. Who How knows? old is Booker? He's probably 26, 27, maybe at this point. So yeah, that's the question. I guess is like when when does he like when does he? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because like if if Ivy's you know putting up great production in two years, you know, all star level hopefully production in two three years, and he's only you know 24, 25, Then we have another five years of that. I think that's more valuable than you know whatever we have left of, of Booker. But you know, this is all just it's all just made up. You know, Devin yeah. Booker. Whatever. I mean, it might, <laughs> it might be realistic one day. And in terms of Jalen Brown, you're probably giving up Ivy. You're yeah, probably giving up the fifth pick. You might even have to give up more than that. And isn't Jalen Brown due for like a ridiculous contract extension too? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The super the super max that they can sign him to is is insanity. It's like it gets up to like sixty some million a year. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's yeah. for me. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not sure I want to pay him that. Yeah, I think we're good with the backcourt. We got Jalen Duren, and then we add a wing, and we'll see what happens from there. Um, but yeah, that that was really only the topics I had. Do you guys have anything else you wanted to talk about and go over? I mean, I just I saw one thing on Twitter today. If you saw Ashton tweeted out, Kate is oh. like a monster. That just got me so much, so much more hyped, bro. I was, okay. like, I was like, that's perfect to hear. <laughs> All right, here we go. Expectations for Kate next year. Is Cade an all-star next year? <laughs> what what is what can he what can his season realistically look like? That's tough. That's tough to spring right now, but I will say I want him to be an all-star. I think he's gonna have all-star level talent. In today's league, will a Detroit player get enough respect to be an all-star in their third season? Unless he's absolutely playing out of his mind, he's not gonna get an all-star nod, sadly. But I think he's gonna he's gonna be he's gonna be great. Like he's gonna be. I'm thinking. Hopefully, my expectation is I want to see like 25 a game out of him. I think that's realistic for him. 25. Oh listen, wow. Listen, hear me out. Hear me. Hear me. Hear me out. Hear me out. Today's league, you can score so so many points. So so many points. Yeah. And he already was averaging before that last game where he when he was hurt, he was averaging 22 a game. So that only be. And again, it was a small sample size, but I think he could have done that all year. And supposedly this uh, injury he's had has been bothering him since like high school. So theoretically he's taking care of an injury that's bothered him for a long time. He's coming back. He's get taken his year, realistically a year two jump. He was already at 22 points a game. And then here's the other key piece. I think Bojan's points per game go down a bit. He, he scored 20 plus a game last year, but that was because he was the only guy out there who was actually a real bucket getter at times. I think he's getting less shots. Those shots are going to Cade. And I think we're going to see Cade take over a lot more games where he gets, you know, shot after shot after shot, um, mid-range, mid-range, layup. Like, he's unstoppable at times. And 
yeah, it might be a little bit of a stretch, but I expect him to get to 24, 25 points a game. And, and I think he can do it. I honestly think he can, especially with the Monty implementing uh, hopefully a new offense. I, I want to see a different, different offense from us. Um, and, you know, you combine that with whoever we get and the other young guys getting better and he's going to, you know, obviously get his assists and his rebounds, probably like seven and seven, hopefully maybe even, maybe even more assists. Um, that would be great. But yeah, that, High expectations, but that's just what I think he can do. I think he's capable of it, to be honest. You kind of sold me on it, honestly. <laughs> All right, Jay, that what was about a you? good pitch. That, that was, was that was pitch. that was good, man. But no, I think I just don't see All Star, just because there's a lot of more guards in the East. Yep. It, it'll be hard to make All Star team, but I mean, I don't think my prediction is too far from tails. Honestly, I could see about twenty. 22 a game, seven and seven. Like, I could see that easy, you know. But, yeah, all nah. Yeah, I mean, it'd still be a successful season for him. He's also yeah. him and Ivy playing together, really. I think mm-hmm. they played nine games together last year. So, that's what really... I was thinking earlier. They didn't get that many games together. Yeah, it should be. A... I'm excited for Kate to come back. That's, that's gonna be great. So excited, man. But, you know what else I'm excited for? The finals start tonight. So so I want to get you guys' thoughts on the finals real quick before we head out of here. Um, RJ, I know you're very happy that Miami won. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mateo, what are you thinking about these finals? The A-seed, I, I never thought I would say this, the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets in the NBA finals. Man, it's, it should be a good series, and I hope I really hope it is. And as a, a fan who is not a fan of either of those teams, I'm really like – Really excited to be able to watch it with an unbiased perspective. Uh, we should be able to see Jokic at his absolute best, which he already has been playing like for the whole playoffs. And seeing him on the final stage could could even be different. I would love to see you know a huge triple double game out of him. One of those classic games where you're like, how in the world is he doing what he's doing? And then on the other end, you know we have Jimmy Butler who's able to give us his crazy performances and the Heat with their little story of being the eight seed. It's going to be a lot of fun tonight um, with game one. And, and my, my personal prediction just for, uh, just for tonight, I'm, I'm going to go with Denver in game one. I just think they come on, they come on pretty strong today. Um, try to try to really come out and, and be dominant. And I think that, that they will do that. But at the end of the day, I don't really care too much about who wins. I just really want to see a good series and a good game. Excited to see this Nuggets team in the finals for the first time. Jokic, you know, he, he has a lot to prove. Um, and I think, you know, adding finals and potentially a finals MVP could be huge for his legacy. So, yeah, and getting Bruce Brown a ring too would be huge. Yes, yes. <laughs> I love that for Bruce. I love that for Bruce. And KCP too. Oh, KCP. KCP wow. And Ish. And Ish. What the heck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ish Smith on the last pod, Mateo RJ said he'd rather have Ish Smith than Killian Hayes. Oh, man. <laughs> Yes. Oh man, today present day I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I told you I might have something nice to say about killing. Okay, here we go. Um, that was before we got Monty. Honestly, seeing what campaign, I know a lot of people joked about it on Twitter. Like, yeah, campaign was honestly only known as Westbrook's dancing partner. Like, that's legit all we knew him for. We didn't know anything about his playing style. Then he got to Phoenix and he became one of the most respected backup point guards in the league. So if Monty could do that for Killian, that would be huge, huge for the future of the team. So I don't, 
I don't know if he could pull it off, but if it was to happen, that would just – he would make me eat my words on a lot of the things I said about Killian. And I'm all for it. I want to eat my words. I'm honestly still rooting for him, but I just – my hope is very small with him right now. I, I knew we were going to – I was going to somehow throw Killian in there. <laughs> um, yeah, what are your thoughts on the the final series, though, RJ? Who do you think's winning the winning it all this year? I think Miami has some dogs in them. They're not going to be an easy out. Denver, I like their roster. I like how it's like they just play some great – I mean, both teams play great team ball. But I don't know. It's just something about Denver, the way they went through their competition. It's like I think – okay, so I got two predictions. I got to – I think Denver can honestly win it in five. But I think every game will be close. And I gave Miami one because of the fact of uh, Denver hasn't played in like a week, almost two weeks. So – Miami's fresh uh, off, you know, they still got some momentum going. But then that almost blowing the, uh, the 3-0 lead, that kind of is what made me go towards Denver could probably pull this off in fire because I still don't like the way Miami ended that series as far as having them on their necks and dang, they're blowing it. So that, that scared me with them. Yeah, I just think Denver's still young. I think they'll have another opportunity to be here. But with Miami, they're a little bit older. Like, Jimmy's getting up there in age. So, I kind of want to see Jimmy get his ring because it might be his last best chance to get a ring. Because Jokic is still just entering the prime of his career. He should be at Mm -hmm. this point again, I feel like. Um, So, I'm rooting for Miami. Uh, I've doubted them the whole way through. I don't know. What was your guys' predictions to start? Mine was Boston, Golden State. Uh, Just to get an idea of how wrong everyone really was. How wrong were you guys in these playoffs? I had I had a rematch of uh, Phoenix Milwaukee. So oh no, it's just man. not good. <laughs> <laughs> RJ, I the Warriors, Bucks. I thought it was going to be the Warriors and the Bucks. Okay, well, I at least I had the best prediction. I guess. <laughs> all right. Um. Yeah, I think that's all we have. Anything else you guys wanted to cover? Or talk about. That's about it. No pistons. No pistons. Let's go, Monty. Let's go. Let's change things. Yeah, let's get some offseason. Let's get the offseason here, and hopefully it's an interesting offseason. Um, and, yeah, the draft. The draft's this month, correct? Correct. Yeah. Oh, yes. wow. Some shit. All right. Three weeks away, I think. Mm-hmm. All right. Should be exciting, and um, hopefully it'll be an exciting year of Pistons basketball. Thank you so much for everyone who tuned in. Uh, Mateo, RJ. Thank you guys for joining, and uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week.